All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. The Colorado Avalanche take a 3-1 to series lead after the victory last night in St. Louis. They take both games in St. Louis. This one, a 6-3 to win. But the bigger story here, without a doubt, is our own Nazem Kadri. And all of the hate speak and racist comments that he took on that off day, his response, I'll just have a four-point game including a hat trick it was a beautiful thing to watch on so many levels so let's uh, break this thing down you're locked on avalanche your daily podcast on the colorado avalanche part of the locked on podcast network your team every day Happy Tuesday, everybody, and welcome to the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com and follow the show over on our YouTube channel, Boy, was that thing active yesterday. Uh, I think it's going to have as much activity today. And it's all because of one Nazem Kadri, who you, you couldn't have written a better script for it. And, and, you know, we do like these short summary videos, which you can go watch. And, and I said in that, like, the, the bigger issue is off of the ice here, mm-hmm. clearly. But on the ice, the thing that he can control and the thing that's important to him there's many things that are important to him, obviously. Uh, what, what was getting his his team a win and him performing the way that he performed in the fashion of a hat trick yeah, and, and throwing an assist. I mean, I, I've rooted for this team since they moved to Denver. I don't think I've ever rooted for a, a single player as much as I root, was rooting for Nazem Kadri last night. And that is including Ray Bork Game 7. It, it is on par with that. And I'm not kidding. Because of the state of the world, yeah. uh, I, I feel like it maybe overrides that in terms of just rooting for a guy to to perform well so he can have the last laugh in, in a, a little way. He doesn't have the last yeah. laugh in the grand scheme of this, trust me. But Nazman Kadri is feeling really good for the way that he performed and that his team is one game away from getting out of that second round. And for all of the the death threats and the hateful speech that you saw on social media and the lack of messaging from the Blues, all of that going on, a rowdy barn in St. Louis, um, Perron literally hopping on his back, cross-checking him, punching him in the skull. What does he do? Trying, he, trying to elbow him. Yeah, after the other but, goal and missed. Yeah, like what? What does he do? He doesn't. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't respond. He gives you a little selly after his first goal and goes on to a four point night and he hits him where it hurts. And this, like, we're going back to Denver with a three one series lead. Yeah, I think you're giving St. Louis fans and the Blues something else to think about and talk about, other than hate at a player for just doing his job. Yeah, well, you know he he did have some words when they they just jumped him, um, but he didn't 
he wasn't getting up looking to retaliate. He's good. Like when when you when that happens to you, you're you're gonna have some words. You're just not gonna turn yeah. around and, and walk the other way. But he's he was chirping at him. But there was no trying to get around the ref. There was no uh, his players like you know had, had like two or three players trying to hold him back. He was saying what he needed to say because you know like I said he jumped the guy. Uh, but there was not going to be any retaliation in terms of not, you're going to get Nazem Kadri penalized. It and wasn't going to happen. He said what he had to say and skated away from the Blues yeah. bench. Like yeah. he could have sat there all day long and went down the list. And Barube is standing right there. He skated away from the bench and met the referee over with the avalanche. Right. Like I, I thought that was big. Like yeah. especially when you see Kadri going after players and chirping. Like always, like wanting to have the last word, especially like in the faceoff dot. So it gets him kicked out a lot. But in this instance, for him to skate away from the situation and wait and then talk to the official about it, just beautiful. Chef's kiss. Way to go, Nas. Yeah. And, and you had uh, Braden Shen trying to mix it up with him right in the beginning of the game. Mm-hmm. And he was skating away from that. He's like, I'm not doing it. And, and, the the interesting thing is, and and the the part I can't wrap my head around is fine. You tried to engage him right in the beginning. He skated away from it. They left him alone for the rest of the first period. Nothing happened, and the Blues took that one to nothing lead. Mm-hmm. And then what happened in the second period? The Az rattle off four goals in five minutes, and then they they go after Kadri. Uh, that to me is it was the most undisciplined that you could be in that state uh, in that stage of the game, because I mean you're down four to one, and there's 15 minutes left in in the second period. The game's not over. No. And now you're gonna goon it up because you gave up four goals and you're losing four to one. Now is when you're gonna retaliate. Remember how I was saying when I was talking with Gil the other day, and if that was the score with three minutes left in the game, you would expect that. Not, you know, minutes into to the second period. And it got them two penalties. Both guys going after Kadri went to the penalty box. The Avs had a five on three. They technically didn't score on it. But Kadri got a goal maybe two seconds after the the penalty was up. So those two players that came out of the box didn't have time to, to engage in the play. And Kadri was scoring. He was looking back. If you see the replay, he's yeah. looking back, yeah. watching them come out of the, the penalty box. And I think it was Nachuskin who threw them. Who threw him the pass? Uh, let me see. Yes. Yeah, it was Nachuskin. Um, and and okay, uh, sorry, it might not line up perfectly. Had a little bit of a power outage, but we're back. So what I was talking about was uh, the the first goal from Kadri, and you know, got Nachuskin got the assist. And I had put up on Twitter that's the most satisfying goal mm-hmm. of, of the season. And obviously that was before the hat trick, but I still feel like that for sure. The hat trick is incredibly, incredibly satisfying, but that first goal, it was so just, uh, it was so poetic for him to get at least one goal in this game, at least one. And the fact that he nailed a hat trick is just icing on the cake. Yeah. And what made that goal really good was not only was it not scoring, but, taking the lead ej started it tied it up and then for nas to get that goal put the team ahead you could see the team rally around him in that moment you could see he kind of had a celly in mind and they kind of backed off of it and everybody just kind of gets around him and like embraces him and says 
we'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. Yeah. Uh, but the, the, I mean, the, the Sally he had on the first one was great. And then the last one, when he's acting like he took taking yeah. the hat off and throwing it, it was just, it was Nazem Kadri's night. Yeah. No way around it. And, and like we said, like there, there is a lot of work to do off of the ice and all the things that he's been through. And, and I watched the, the, interview he did on TNT afterwards. And honestly, like you, you, your heart just breaks for this guy because the, they asked him about it and he's given this answer. You can tell a thousand times over the course of his life, not just yeah. his NHL career. And he, he is just reciting it again. And you feel bad for him because he's going to have to continue to recite it. And you, you just yeah. don't want that to happen for anybody in his situation. No, but that that's, you know, yeah, there, there's there's strides that are made, but after the 24 hours that he endured, there's still a lot more that needs to be yeah. made. Um, and, you know, I, I think just for some solace for him, the way that he can get back at that is on the ice. Yep. And, and that's what he did. So um, take a bow, Nazem Kadri, because uh, this is, this is a, a game that we're going to be talking about for a a long long time oh yeah and let's talk about the game um let's hear from built bar and you know nazim kadri is the story but there's a lot of other things that happen in this game as well um in addition to him so let's talk about that but first it's built bar and you know built bar and you love it and kyle and his built bar puffs he can't see mm-hmm. enough of those things the brand new ones are the brownie batter puffs and you love brownies i mean you're 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 the the marshmallow guy, right? Mm-hmm. I am the brownie guy. What do I do when I mix brownies, which I love, and marshmallows, which I don't love? Who's going to win out on this thing? It's going to be it's going to be the puffs because you're going to like that. You think it's marshmallow, but when you try it, the consistency and everything, you won't even know. You want to know something that like they do make chocolate marshmallows. I don't think chocolate marshmallows get enough credit in the marshmallow world. You're very true. I yeah. should maybe I should turn to uh, some chocolate marshmallows, and maybe I'll go with the brownie batter puffs as a as my introduction to that. You uh, the Built Bar brownie batter puffs have 140 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only seven grams of sugar. And compare that to regular candy bar, which have 230 calories, 30 plus grams of sugar, and who knows how many carbs. So go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Mr. Sullivan, uh, the game overall. I thought this game was, was mimicking game one. Mm-hmm. after the first because the abs were in total command of this game and they were losing. Yeah. They were down one to nothing on, on a bad Devon Taves turnover, which led to a St. Louis goals. Things like that happen. St. Louis is going to apologize for that goal. Uh, but the rest of the, the period was all avalanche and they didn't have anything to show for it. That's exactly what happened in game one. And you felt good about where that game. If you keep doing that, you're bound to to score some goals. And then look what happened in the second. They just rattled yeah. off those four goals. But I thought, for the most part, you had that little breakdown at the end of the second where you let them creep back into it. Eliminate that 
which oh by the way those the three goals that they had after two were two power play goals and that turnover by Taves yep so I'm not making excuses for the Avs but I'm saying like you can prevent those yep don't turn the puck over play smart stay out of the penalty box you are killing this team at on five on five yeah and you could you could definitely feel the ice tilt and the tempo shift and it's it, it was such a like going into the second period even though you're down one nothing we talk about it all the time it's that feeling of oh they're not out of this right not and at all. uh and you really felt confident and it really spoke to EJ and Nas getting us on the board and it just kept building and building and building and even when the blues started coming back a little bit you had faith in this team and where they were going. You're just saying one more. Just put one more up there. I think we got this. And sure enough, like the Avalanche, if they could clean up a couple things, I, this is this is winning hockey right here. Uh, and the interesting thing is no Burkowski in this game. Mm-hmm. They He's a healthy scratch. You brought in Alex Newhook for the first time, and you sat Nazem Kadri. Or Nazem Kadri. <laughs> yeah, wow, we sat is that? That is a Freudian slip of all Freudian slips. Um, you're you're doing too good, Nas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you you sat Andre Burakovsky. Yeah. What's the thinking behind that? Honestly, um, we talked about this. Like we text each other all the time. Um, we talked about this. Like you don't. You're not going to be calling anybody from the bottom two lines up to the top two. Right. And Berkey wasn't performing in the top two. And when you have the option of new hook on the bench, instead of forcing somebody on the like line three or four into a bigger line and a bigger moment in the playoffs onto that top line, sit Berkey, let him kind of get his bearings. Like he's been struggling. It's not just been not production. It's just he's been trying and nothing's happening. So let him sit, bring new hook in here, see what happens. He assisted on that first goal with EJ. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, when you look at this, when you look at the final score, it looks like a great idea. <laughs> but then, what do you do in Game Five? I don't know. Like I, I'm, I'm. You, you always hear the right things from from players, especially on the Avalanche team, about you know next man up or you know <clears throat> we're all in this together type of thing. And Burkowski said that when he was brought down to the third line, mm-hmm. he's like, "This isn't a, this isn't the time of the year to get all you know emotional about stuff like that. We're trying, we're all trying to accomplish the same goal. If that's where I need to be, that's where I need to be." Does he still have that mentality being a healthy scratch? I mean, that is a that it's a blow to to an ego. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, when we were talking about this, when we found out about it, you know, I'd message you and it's like, he, "He's a scratch." And you were like, I'm okay with that. And to me, I was like, why not put him on like the fourth line? He would be easily, we always say he's, he should be the, the best line or the best guy in the third line. He would be far and away the best guy in the fourth line. But what's more of a blow to the ego? Being a healthy scratch or being demoted literally right down the chain? Yeah. Going, going from the first line at points during the season down to the fourth? Either way is bad for Burakovsky. So maybe that is the best one. Just rip the Band-Aid off, say, you just take a break. Uh, do they bring him back for Game 5? I don't I, know. 
I think the decision might be made depending on how healthy Cogliano is because we saw him leave and kind of favoring after he took that puck off the knee. Like, yeah. we'll have to see what's going on there if the team looks healthy. If Cogliano needs a night off, then Newhook goes in Cogliano's spot, Berkey goes back in his normal spot, we go from there. And how much, you know, a little bit forward thinking here, man, how much does this hurt Berkowski in the wallet? Being yeah. an unrestricted free agent, and in the second round of your playoff series, you're getting you're getting uh, healthy scratched. So I'm not saying the Avalanche are playing that avenue of, of making him a healthy scratch so his value goes down, no. and then they can sign him for a little bit cheaper if they want to. I don't think you play that game right now. You're, you're, you're not playing that game in the playoffs. I no. think you would do that in the regular season. Uh, but come playoff time, you want your best out there. Or is this just Bednar putting, like we were saying with with um, round one, just pitting matchups and yeah. and feeling like Newhook is ready and can give us maybe an, a little bit of an offensive spark? Because the odds were not rattling off seven like they were in in uh, Nashville against Nashville. No. So uh, yeah. I do. I think this is just the depth of this team. Let's cycle some guys in and out. Maybe guys that aren't performing as well. Crazy as it sounds, we can give them a night off in the playoffs. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good uh, depth line that you have in your back pocket for this team. And and you got to look at it like, yeah, you're giving Berkey the night off. That's that's fine. He's been given every reason and every chance and every effort to keep that spot. He hasn't really been doing anything. So new hook, he's ready. Let's get him in there, like. We'll see how it goes. Like, and you're also you gotta keep in mind you are coming off a loss. So you want where you're you talking want, about what you're talking about bringing in who here? No, I'm talking about with uh, with Newhook coming yeah. in to uh, last night's game. Mm. You want to try and change it up a little bit because yeah, like some aspects of the game have been a little stagnant. Mm-hmm. So you want to kind of, you know, yeah, fire the I, team back up. I, 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 that, that's another angle that we can take with this. It might just be more than Burkowski. I don't think Burkowski was playing terrible. I don't. I think he was playing awful. I, I think he was playing okay where he was. You always it's, want more from him. That, that's and the you thing. could like, definitely feel the, the dip in production. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the abs are in, in a spot. Very few teams are in the playoffs. Yeah of being able to maneuver guys up and down the roster, even removing them for a day if, if need be. Uh, but it, it, maybe this corrects itself. If Cogliano is hurt, you know, Burkowski's right back in there. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you're not, you're like, I, what I was trying to say is it's not a loss taking Berkey out and putting new hook in because that aspect of the lineup was not working. Uh, you also brought in you brought Jack Johnson back, which we thought was going to happen. Um, and again, Avs aren't messing around with this stuff. You're not going to bring in Curtis McDermott to to write what you know St. Louis wanted to do in the second period for what? If he was there for that, what's he going? He's going to fight, and then his job is over for the night. Yeah, you know, it it just it's not it's it's not worth it. And they no. didn't go down that road, and I don't expect them to. Um, this is going to be your, your defensive pairings unless something else happens. But so you brought him back. You, you know, it, this team just clicks. 
Mm-hmm. You you can make these moves, and he has made moves. He brings in Logan O'Connor. You got to bring in Jack Johnson because of injury. You mm-hmm. bring in Alex Newhook for whatever reason, just whether it's to give Berkey a break or you're not liking how he's playing or it's matchup related. Whatever the reason is, they're all aces for the Avs because you mm-hmm. have that ability to to mix and match, bring guys in, pull guys out. And, and Jared Bednar, Ken Doll that he is, Whenever he's making these moves, they've all worked so far in this playoffs. He's been he's been great. And Trent Miner is your backup backup goalie now. Is he? I didn't see that. Yes. Trent Miner is he was the scratch tonight. Miska went back. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Um all right. So let's get to a sound check. Mm-hmm. And then we also have to talk about Miko Rantanen. Yeah. He scored. All right. It's an empty netter with one, like, 0.2 seconds left, but uh, it counts. Uh, but first, we have to get to a sound check. So, songs that Kyle and I pick that best describe the action in this case, last night's game four action against the St. Louis Blues in round two. And if you uh, are new to this segment, new to the show, go check out all these songs that we, we select. They, we always pick one following an abs game win or lose they go right into a playlist on spotify just search l-o-p-n soundcheck follow that playlist and whenever these songs get added uh, you can rock out in the car what are we listening to tomorrow mr shaggy von doom four goal oh four point night for nazim kadri naturally you have to go with the big four this song is from like that one of my all-time favorite bands saw them live in 2019 Metallica and Justice for All. Oh yes, classic album. Um, I don't think. I mean, you you have to go the route of Kadri in this. This is um, you know this is the Kadri edition mm-hmm. of the soundtrack because that that's a a perfect one. And for mine, I'm going more. Well, I say more current, but they're. I mean, they're 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 together, but they're mm-hmm. not making yeah. any new music, and they. They'll play a live show every once in a blue moon, but I don't know. But it's it's System of a Down, and the song is Revenge, because that's Nazim Kadri. He got his revenge at least for one night. So you have Injustice for All and the the you know '80s owners of the '80s metal and, and Metallica and Justice for All, and then more of the I say newer, but they're still. I mean, they, System of Down's around for over twenty years now. Yeah, over oh. twenty years, crazy. Yeah, old. Um, so injustice for all, revenge. It's not some country <laughs> city here. It's awesome. There's no bass in my song. There's not. You heard, yeah, you heard the story. That was the album after Cliff died, and James went in there and took all the bass out of out every of track in Injustice for All because I didn't he didn't that. like Jason. So I did not know that. So you even get more than just hockey news here. At Lockdown Avalanche, you get some info on the tunes. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So, yeah, Miko Ranton, and he, he did score finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I mean, score a goal. Um, you don't think it's that fair? You don't think it's that warranted or that fair for all of the, the flack that he's taking for his lack of goals? Nope. I don't speak. Yesterday, we had a majority of comments coming in about the Nas situation and I say it was about 80% Nas stuff but then 
you'd have a sprinkling of what's going on with Miko. Mm-hmm. And since I can't text Miko, and he doesn't text <laughs> me. I had to do some research. Yeah. You know who's sitting fourth for playoff points on this team right now? Mm-hmm. You're about to tell That's me. Miko Rantanen, and he's tied with Nate. Like this, he's technically third because they're tied for third. Like behind Gabe with ten and Kale with eleven, Miko and Nate have nine. Right. And we we were all about praising Nathan McKinnon earlier in the year for adapting his game and being a pass first guy and like uh, up until this it, Nico? and he's doing it at a because the I think it was Brittany in our uh, Twitter space she brought up the Miko conversation and I said you can't expect this team to win every game twelve nothing and expect all four lines to have one goal. Mm-hmm. And then you feel good about it. Like Miko's the loudest one because he's not scoring goals, but he's got nine points, which means goals are coming, and he's he has something to do with it. Yeah. It's if the Avalanche are down, say they're down three one in the third period, Gabe, Nate, and Miko will step up to make those goals happen because they know this is on me. This is what they pay me for. This is why I'm on the top line. I have to step up and get goals here. Mm-hmm. The Avalanche are getting score like scoring from everywhere and defense. They don't have to play out of their mind. Nathan McKinnon, you don't have to play like you have the past two or three years. Same with Landis Gog, same with Miko. Yeah, they're, Miko's not going out there and scoring two or three goals a night. He had 92 points on the year. He's yeah. Well, you kind you gotta kind of look at it like. He's not scoring goals now, but if everything keeps going the way it is, we have another round to go. We have the finals to go. I know. All right. Here's my rebuttal to that. Okay. It's the playoffs. You had a full season. Like now is not the time to now is not the time to say like okay, the goals will, will start coming. Like they need they need to now. Like mm-hmm. you are a goal scorer. Miko Rantanen is a goal scorer. Yes, the assists are fine. And the difference for me in how we were, we were praising Nathan McKinnon during the season for being an assist machine. The mm-hmm. goals were not coming. We knew the goals would start coming for him because it was the regular season. He had the COVID issue early in the year. He he just had to get going. You don't have that time right now. Mm-hmm. You have a, every single game is incredibly valuable and meaningful and you don't have 50 60 games to get the scoring going you need you need to do that round one game one i'm in scoring in terms of goals and he's just not fine like it it and and the points are one thing you know what i mean like you can look at the points you you can look at the the scoring and and you know how many assists he has and, and goals and now he has one it's more than that for me. Yes, the the lack of goal scoring is a problem. What's bigger is he he is making a lot of mistakes just around the ice and with the puck and his passes are not crisp and he's making he's making mistakes up and down the ice. That's the pro- fine. If you're if you're giving us assists, you're you're producing and I will at least take that. I'm not going to say like he's not doing anything out there. But he's a ghost on the power play right now that cross ice pass they haven't attempted it once Mm -hmm. at least attempt it 
and and have 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 the the defense block it and play defense. Yeah. But they're not even attempting it. When he gets the puck on a power play, he's stagnant. He d- he does not move on the power play anymore. I don't know why. He he gets it on the right wing and he will just play with it for a little bit and then pass it to Gabe down low or back to Nate uh I'm not Nate. Uh Kale up high like it's just the the the, the I don't know, man. I don't want to say the effort level is not there, but it, it's not at the level. He's not matching. There it is. He's not matching the level of of play that his teammates are giving, and it's just noticeable out on the ice. I gave you my dare. You gave me your double dare, and yep. now physical challenge. Now here's a physical challenge. <laughs> um, some name, a name that we haven't talked about in a while, who hasn't performed. Kale McCarr. If you, do you see mean, a lot what of the do you ho- mean as a performed, you're, you're going down a slippery slope right here, my friend. You tread lightly right now. Go ahead. Yeah. Go, my Twitter name is underneath my screen. If you need to talk to me, it's right there. I, I, yeah, but, I'm, I'm um, feeling some slime coming from the double dare challenge right now. Every time you see Kale McCarr have a defensive lapse, number 96 is taking up for it. Um, you see Miko as the secondary assist a lot. Mm-hmm. he's having to cover and he's not playing his game. He's not getting established because they're let's, let's be honest here. The defense hasn't looked great. There's been some defensive lapses and some like the tase thing early. He, that was his line. That was a mistake. Right. I mean, I'm not going to so, extrapolate that out to, but you know, out of the, the three headed monster Miko covers for that. What do you mean? He's the guy that's he filling in for that defensive role. He falls back into that position. He sees that open ice. It's always 96. When you see those bad beats mm-hmm. and those ridiculous goals, you'll see eight or seven way off on the boards and 96 trying to cover the man that wasn't picked up. Okay. Miko's not playing his game. He's being he's covering for other positions. Once other things get tightened up. I feel like Miko can start getting back to his game and start producing like he is once things get cleaned up and he's not having to do everybody's job. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe there's some validity to that, but I, I still feel like there, there's – I can't – I think the abs are playing good defensively, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like he he's, he's – you know, he needs, he's the fallback guy for the duration of a game. Like there's enough going on, you know, on that top line – where he should it's, be getting chances. It's and, the top line of the Blues that's always striking first and putting the Avalanche down. You know what? Like that is a good point. Like we're kind of just going on and on about the Avs and and the pro- some of the problems are because of the Blues. Mm-hmm. And and I will still say it. Like Ryan O'Reilly is 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 playing very good against yep. Nathan McKinnon. It's it's just a in basketball terms it was a box and one. You, you you played a box defense and you had one guy playing man to man on the best yep. guy, and it's kind of like what the Blues are doing. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly's just tailing. Now we'll see when it goes back to Denver. Jared Bednar with the last change is got to do something with that. Yeah, like he he will not have Nathan McKinnon out there when Ryan O'Reilly is out there. You might see it open up a little bit more in this game, Game Five back in Denver, because solely because of that, because yeah. Bednar has the last change. So um, we'll see. It's it's going to be uh, interesting in terms of of that 
kind of guys like that top line. It's amazing that the top line is not – they're playing okay, but they're not, like, excelling and, yeah. and taking the game by the reins. And, like, we – you know, put the game on our shoulders, guys. Let's go. It's those depth lines that are doing this. Yeah. So that's where the abs are, are really, you know, their bread and butter, at least in these last two games in St. Louis. We'll see what happens when it goes back to Denver. We'll see what the roster will be, who, who's going to be in terms of the forwards. I think the defense is set. As far as the forwards go, does Burkowski come back? Does Newhook stay? Whatever it is, I think we are all comfortable with what Jared Bednar decides to do. Because so far, it's been the Midas touch with a lot of these decisions. Mm -hmm. And the Avalanche are one game away from getting beyond that second round. And nobody here. We said it when when the Avs were up two games to nothing on the Predators. Even when they swept the Predators, nobody was saying like, all right, now we're, you know, yellow brick road to the, the Stanley Cup finals. Until that clock strikes zero and the abs are have more goals than than the blues and we have moved on to the second round nobody is nobody's assuming anything right now nope so and if the blues do have a comeback in them you know like at the very least they have to for the blues to be in this thing it has to go to a game seven now Mm -hmm. for the abs one more win wins it the blues if you keep winning you you have to end up game seven in Denver. Yep, that's a massive hill to climb. Not saying they can't do it, but the way that the Avs are playing, that's like two Mount Everests right now. Yep. So, what's your final thoughts before we call this one a day? You like to see it going back to Ball Arena. The one hurdle is right there. All you have to do, win one more game, and. We're making some progress. Yeah, it's set up perfectly. It could not be set up any. You lost that one game in, in game two in Denver. You went into St. Louis and took them both. I don't think many people were expecting you to do that. Nope. A lot of people are thinking this is just going to be a back and forth, back and forth, win, lose, win, lose, win, lose, and then game seven is up in the air. And for the Avs to go in there and take both of them, it's, it's turning heads. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our, our superstar – Nazem Kadri doing what he did yet again, turning heads too. So, all right. Uh, that game is Wednesday. Um, when I put up the graphic, they hadn't announced the time, but since I have put up the graphic, it is 8 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. And thank you to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning for sweeping the Florida Panthers so that game can get pushed back a little bit. <laughs> That's always nice. Uh, but how about that series, man? Mm-hmm. The the uh, president's trophy is down again. Yep, in sweeping fashion. Crazy. We never wanted it. No. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, great win. Great win. Can't say anything bad about it. Um, until tomorrow, we will be back with a fresh episode. And uh, we thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Check out Locked On NHL. Make that your second listen of the day. Get caught up on everything else going on around the league. Until tomorrow, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go!